Welcome to the Returning to Joy podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Michelle Leonard. In this episode, we're talking about discerning what God's voice sounds like and why it's important to know the difference. Just a couple of days ago, I found myself feeling really heavy. Um, there were several moments when I just felt like I wanted to cry, but I wasn't even necessarily sure what was going on. And I knew I needed to have a conversation with Jesus to figure it out. And what I felt led to ask Jesus was just, what are you, would you show me a picture of what it is that you're doing right now in the earth that would comfort my heart? And then I just began to, I had some uh, color pastel, um, some pastel like crayons or whatever. And I just started like coloring this picture and the image that Jesus was giving me was I was almost like seeing this like image of um, him holding this big basket and this basket was full of hearts and I was immediately encouraged by it and even as I was coloring it because it was there's this encourage I was encouraged because it just it felt like seeing this picture took the pressure off of me what I didn't realize was I was just feeling such the weight of, man, how my friends are responding to all the unknowns right now. And, and even the people that I don't have names for, just feeling the hurt and pain and worry of the world, you know, and just wondering, Lord, what is my response to that? What is my responsibility? And this image of him holding this basket full of hearts and that each heart was in a different state. Some of these hearts in this little basket were fearful. Some of the hearts were grieving. Some of the hearts were insecure. Some of the hearts were joyful. But what was true of all of them is every single one of them were, were captured and known and held by God. We didn't have to hold it all together. I for sure don't have to hold it all together or have the right answers for the person beside me or have to take on this burden and deep responsibility for what is happening in the heart of another because I can I can move and live from a position of rest knowing okay God's got them like he has their hearts every single one of them and I was deeply encouraged by this I start off sharing that story because it's an example of a simple conversation that I had with Jesus in a moment when my heart was not at rest was not at peace and then that from that place of dialogue with him, inviting him into my space, inviting him into that into my world, practically in that moment, I was able to move back into a place of peace. Because after I got that picture and I'm coloring that picture and coloring these hearts, I found myself just praying over each and every one of them, named and unnamed, known and known, and thanking the Lord that he had each one and thanking him for comforting me and, and bringing confirmation. Hey, Gabrielle, I've got them. You can let them go. I've got them. And actually, that's the best place for them is here in my arms. And I was comforted by that. Beloveds, I want you to be comforted by God in this moment. There are going to be many occasions for fear, unsettling, nervousness, anxiety, unrest. And you need to know what is the voice of God sound like towards you, how to discern that so that way you can move back into a place of peace and joy. 
And you can experience the fruit of the spirits in your life because you are being rooted and grounded in truth. You're being rooted and grounded in the word of God, the written word of God, and in and in this that spoken counsel that he provides to your heart that is not contradictory to the word of God. And so that's what we're actually going to dive into briefly um, in this episode is just another quick um, exercise or uh tip, if you will, for how to discern the voice of God. If you were with us two weeks ago, we went over the locator questions um, that I first learned from a lady named Kelly Troya from Heart to Heart Prayer Ministry. And you can listen to that episode. Um, I believe that was episode 11. But in this episode, we're going to be talking about really and truly discerning, okay, what does God's voice sound like? And what's just another voice? So we're going to kick off this week's exercise by doing a T-chart. Um, If you have a piece of paper, you can grab it and and a pen and you're going to draw this T-chart. And if you're driving in the car, you're out and about, it's still okay to continue listening to this podcast. Um, Because either way, we're just getting at the heart of how do we discern like what's probably coming from the father and what's coming from another place. So you're drawing out this T-chart. Um, So you've got your vertical line, your horizontal line. And I even want you to think about this. Sometimes I think about this as being like a cross, being symbolic of the cross. Because at the end of the day, like how the filter through which we hear God's voice is coming from the filter of the gospel. It's coming from um, the work of Jesus. And so on the first column or first side of this T-chart, I want you to write God. And then the other side, you're just going to write other. And then you've drawn, you know, you draw your line underneath that. And then on that first column underneath God, you would put love. I think we can all agree that um, the filter through which you're going to be hearing God's voice, he's going to be speaking through in love. Um, I think about what comes to mind for me is John three sixteen, where it says, for this is how much God loved the world. He gave his one and only unique son as a gift So now everyone who believes in him will never perish, but experience everlasting life. That is still the way the way God demonstrated his love. Even in in sending forth his son, Jesus, he's still going to be speaking and moving and showing up in the world in love today. It's where he moves from continuously. So you're going to write love there. On the other side of that, on other, you could put fear. Um, Sometimes I even put the word, I think I, sometimes what comes to mind is I put the word lack here, but you can put the word fear here for this time. I think about the scripture where it says, perfect love cast out fear. So God's love is opposed to fear. He doesn't speak from fear. He doesn't speak um, from shame. You can put underneath fear. You can put shame. Um, There's been so many times. This is a little personal example here. There's been many times for me when I'm trying to make a decision. I'm trying to figure out like what is God calling me to do next or how should I move forward? Or sometimes in the past, at least, if I've just been really stuck, I would write out, you know, I put a yes. I draw another T-chart. I put a yes on one column on one side and then a no on the other side. And then under yes, I would write out all the reasons why I wanted to do something, why, I, you know, I felt like this would be a great thing to do. Um, 
And I would write that out. And then on the other side, I would write all the reasons why I didn't want to do something. I actually think um, I remember doing this specifically. I remember I was in college and at the church, I went to this church called Antioch uh, Community Church. And I remember that I was asked if I would pray about becoming a life group leader. I wasn't really sure about what, if I should do it or not, if that was something God was calling me to do. I just decided, you know what, let me make a T-chart. I'd actually gotten this from the pastor there, Jimmy Seibert, I did an internship with him and he'd actually gave me, gave me this really great tip of like, Hey, he was telling me, Hey, practically sometimes he does this. And so I did the yes column and the no column and, you know, wrote out what, you know, my reasons for yes, my reasons for no. And then, um, sometimes I even would add another column of what do I feel like God's saying? And then I would just kind of put the first couple thoughts that come to mind there for me. And, what I would do after that is I would read through the, you know, the everything that I had underneath yes, and I would read through everything I had underneath no, and what I and I was intentionally trying to look for if there if fear showed up in any way, because let's say on the no side of things there were and I don't remember what exactly I put for. <laughs> this uh, decision-making process about becoming a life group leader. But let's say on the no side, I put, you know, well, I'm not sure if, um, if I'll do a good job at it, or I'm, I don't know if I'm really equipped for it, or maybe I'd fail, or I don't really know enough of the Bible. I don't know. Like, let's just imagine all the different things that I could put there. Basically, I would read through both of those lists. And if fear was present, Let's say if there was fearful reasons that I could tell were present on the no side, then I would pick yes. I would just I would just kind of like go ahead and like make a quick decision based off of that. Or for whatever reason, if there if there were fearful reasons on the yes side of something like I do want to do X, Y, Z because yada, yada, yada. And all these and all the reasons there felt kind of based and rooted in fear. Then then I wouldn't do it. I'd I'd go with the no. Because for me, it was this firm conviction of if God's calling me to do something, he's not going to speak through fear. God doesn't speak utilizing fear. He doesn't need to. Love is powerful and strong enough. His love is powerful and strong enough to lead and guide me in his peace. So I was like, I'm not I'm not moving from fear. And so that was just extremely helpful for me, helpful for me in that season of decision making. I mean, I used it so many times throughout college. I used it, you know, even just making decisions after college, you know, just initial initial job things. Um, but yeah, so that's a little tip there. Hope that might be helpful for you. That's a that's an extra one for you. That's a freebie or really all of them are freebies. Um, so now we're going to continue to move forward. I want you to put, go back to that God side of the chart if you're writing and the other things that I put down there, and I'm just going to kind of crank out through it. You can put conviction on, on, on the side of what God's voice is going to sound like. You can even almost sub tab underneath there, draw a little arrow underneath and you can put kindness, freedom, because he is going, because he does convict us. Right. But there's something, even my experience, the times when God's disciplined me, um, when I've known, ooh, okay, there's something I need to repent about, or he's correcting me in something, even his correction just feels sweet. Even when it is straight out, you know, Gabby, this was not the right way to move. This was wrong. You know, you need to repent or whatever. There's something about it that feels like 
ow, that like, I, you know, like I feel that one, but at the same time, it's, it's just sweet and it just feels good. And if you feel loved in it, you just feel known and valued. I don't even know how to express it. I mean, if you if you've if you've experienced the conviction of the Lord, you know what I'm talking about. It's just it feels kind and it feels freeing. It doesn't feel like you're put like shackles are being put back on you. Right. When he when he's the one bringing about the conviction. So on the other side of that, I'd put condemnation. I'm pretty sure all of us know what it feels like to experience that one. Condemnation is not sweet. <laughs> it is not encouraging. It is not um, freeing. Uh, anytime that I felt condemnation in no way or form, did I even know how to really move forward? Every time I've, been, I've felt condemnation, I don't know if it's the same for you, but I just feel stuck. I just feel, I only feel the weightiness of, ah, I messed up or I should have been this or I shouldn't have done this, but that's it. Like there's no way forward versus when the Lord brings about conviction, there is a way forward. You, it just feels like the path has opened up and you're like, ah, I, 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 I know how to move forward from this place versus condemnation is this thing that just hangs over you. And so with that, I want to read this, um, the scripture verse here. This is Romans five verse 16. It says, and this free flowing gift imparts to us much more than what was given to us through the one who sinned. For because of the transgression, we all we are all facing a death sentence with a verdict of guilty. Here's here's the golden nugget here. It says, but this gracious gift leaves us free from our many failures and brings us into the perfect righteousness of God, acquitted with the words not guilty. So condemnation proclaims us guilty and it's discouraging there. There's seemingly no way forward when we are under condemnation. But God's voice and his plan is redemptive in nature. There's always a pathway forward when we're under the conviction of God and not under condemnation. So that's a word that I would add over to the God side of this chart. If you're creating it is I would add it's redemptive or redemption versus on this other side. I'd write something to the tune of to steal, to kill, to destroy. That's what that other voice sounds like. This is not an exhaustive list. These two sides of the chart, honestly, you could keep on going for you can keep on going for a while just writing out like, yeah, like what does God's voice sound like? And I actually encourage you to do that. That'd be a great exercise, something practically to do in your own quiet time with the Lord is get your Bible out and open and spend time asking him what is what does your voice sound like? What's true about you and the way you speak and move based on like how you show up in scripture versus and and how and then what is the opposite? Then what cannot be you? What is not the way you sound and move? I encourage you as, as you're going about your day and thoughts are coming to you to pause and then ask yourself, OK, is that a God thought? Is that something would God sound like that? Or is that me? Or is that something? Is that is that something else? I'll wrap up with this. I'm planning to post about it at some point on Instagram this week. But I'm in this phase right now where I'm like, I am making war against shame. Um, there's been so many times in my head where maybe I have some sort of thought that's just um, it's not appreciative of 
myself and who God's created me as. And when those thoughts come to me that are just negative and they um, tear me down instead of building me up, I'm beginning to pause more and to ask myself and just to acknowledge and say, okay, would God, would God think these things about you? Is God speaking these things over you, Gabrielle? And then, and my, and I have to answer back. No, God's thoughts are not, these would not be one of God's thoughts towards me. He said his thoughts for us are more numerous than the sand. I know I've quoted that many times on this podcast and his and and ne'er one of them thoughts would be the thought that I just thought in my head. And so I have to check myself and then I'm like, okay, well, if he's not thinking them about me, then I'm not going to, I'm not going to think about them either. I'm not going to agree and partner with them either. And so then in that moment, I try to pause and actually ask the Lord, okay, what are your thoughts? What do your thoughts sound like? Or just something as simple as beginning to appreciate the work of Christ in my life. I appreciate who he's created me as like things. I would just begin to intentionally think about those things that I appreciate about myself and how I'm showing up in the world. I want my thoughts to agree with his, what his thoughts would be um, about myself, about those I love, about the world and about the future. I don't want to fall under shame and fear and condemnation and guilt. I don't want to agree or partner with any one of those things. And so um, I, I, for myself, even I have this chart in my in the back of my mind and I allow it to be a filter as thoughts are coming to me throughout the day. And I'm like, OK, would this would God agree with this? Nope, he wouldn't agree with it. And so I don't agree with it either. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode. If you haven't already, be sure to write a review as that helps this podcast be discovered by more people. I look forward to chatting with you next week.